Hello everyone, welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. My name is André and we are a Sportitas presentation. We bring you on today's episode our recap of round 21. We will go over all the nine games that took place at the end of the last week. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and also follow us on Twitter, Tito's League, so you don't miss out on any new episodes that we bring you. Besides our regular recaps and our previews, including our leans and picks for each round of the competition, we also will be bringing you special episodes with uh, some special guests coming for interviews, talking about EuroLeague and talking about all the aspects of the competition. We recently had an interview with uh, Lee Ellis and we have another special guest coming very soon for you guys and answering some of the questions that you guys have been making us. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Let's then look at the games that took place and we start with the game between Fenerbahce and Bayern Munich. Fenerbahce won 98-91 to in overtime with the game MVP being in the Jean-Pierre with 15 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal and 1 block. This was an intense clutch between Fenerbahce and Bayer that ended in this uh, nail-biting 98-91 to overtime win for Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce that was playing at home faced off against the Bayern in a game of high intensity. Scotty Wivelkin and the Chapier were the heroes of the home team and the heroes of the night as Fenerbahce was able to claim this victory, improving their record to 13 wins and 8 losses. They rank 5th in the standings at the moment. The game started with Fenerbahce taking an early lead, going on a 13-2 run and pulling ahead 19-8 with uh, the first 5 minutes of the game played. But Bayern fought back, scoring the final 10 points of the first quarter and made made it uh, even 22-22 at the end of the the first. It was a close battle in the first half, with the score being 38-39 to in favor of Bayern at the halftime. The second half continued with the same tone, with the five lead changes and the two ties. Fenerbahce managed to open a 53-48 to gap, but Bayern responded with a 2-11 run, taking a 55-59 to lead and leading by two heading to the fourth. In the Fourth, Fenerbahce took the lead with three early triples, but Bayern fought back. The game went down to the wire with Wilkin hitting a crucial three-pointer only for Bayern to tie it up and force overtime with free throws. With the game going into overtime, the Jean-Pierre stepped up and had a career night. In the final 100 seconds of the game, Pierre scored 10 out of his 15 points for this game, securing a 98-91 win for Fenerbahce. This victory was marked by Fenerbahce's seventh win since uh, coach Sharunas Jasikiewicz took the team eight games ago. They really stepped up and are performing at a high level and that's the contending team that we expected them to be able to be. The Champier contribution went besides his scoring with his teammate Scotty Wilkin highlighting at the end of the game his crucial rebounds, free throws and timely buckets. Pierre, who stepped up in the absence of the injured Nigel Hayes-Davis, expressed his happiness about beating this tough team that Bayern is. And we have pointed it out many times on this podcast that Bayern is a team that is able to compete with uh, anyone in this Euro League. They just need to, to be able to bring the consistency across the 40 minutes of the game, in this case 45 minutes of a game. 
And in the end, we also heard from coach Sharunas Jasikevicius that he don't played his own role as he usually does. He gave credits to the team's efforts and resilience. He emphasized the importance of finding the right players at the right moments. And uh, on this night, it clearly was the Jean-Pierre that came out of this game as a, the game MVP, the most important player for this game. And he was the, the game hero for Fenerbahce on the, this matchup. Looking at the standings for both of these teams, As I have mentioned already, Fenerbahce ranks in fifth place. They have currently 13 wins and eight losses, so they are tied for fourth with Paratinaikos, and they are on the fight for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, what certainly will be very important for the Turkish team. Bayern, on the other hand, is currently in 14th place with eight wins and uh, 13 losses. They are tied with Efes, uh, that is behind them in 15th place. And we will go over how that team has performed on this uh, round 21 of the EuroLeague. The next game that we will be breaking down is the game between Paratinakos and Monaco, where the home team won 88-63 and the game MVP was Matthias Lasort with 23 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists and 3 steals. The Greens emerges victorious with uh, this impressive result and this significant margin of, for this win. But first of all, let's talk about Paratinaikos, the team led by the head coach Ataman is currently one of the hottest teams in the EuroLeague and despite a shaky start to the season, they have turned things around, winning seven out of their last eight games and securing a spot in the top four of the standings of the EuroLeague. Their recent dominance playing at home in the Waka Arena with three consecutive home wins has turned the arena into a real fortress and we know how powerful that can be and how specially how special that arena is to, to play in and that certainly motivates this Paratinaikos team to keep seeking to be one of the top teams of the EuroLeague and to seek for a championship. In this particular game against Monaco, Paratinaikos showcased their defensive ability. That was one of the keys and it was determinant for them to be able to conquer this win. And we know that that's not easy to do against Monaco and the coach Ataman underlined exactly that. They, he was mentioning their stellar defense against uh, top defensive players like Shane Larkin and Mike James. And he stated that uh, it's showtime at Oaka. And he certainly is very excited to be able to, at this point of the competition, having Paratinakis playing at this level. And we see that the team motivation and uh, on defense makes the game easy for this Paratinakis team that is a very powerful offensive team. This was their eighth home win in 11 games that they played at home. Paratinaikos have been working on their chemistry uh, in the beginning of the season. They were having some struggles to find who would be their rotation players, but now that those things have been sorted and solved, the, we see the results and it's clearly paying off. Kendrick Nunn, who scored 21 points in this game, he highlighted their unit, unity in both ends of the floor and the team's communication has been one of the keys for their recent success and will be crucial for the team's aspirations moving forward. But let's focus on the star of the night, the game MVP, Matthias Lesort. He had a career-best performance and he was the well-deserved MVP of the round. He tied his career high in point with 23, making an impressive nine two-pointers out of 10. Additionally, Lesort contributed nine rebounds five assists, three steals, and he also drew seven falls on this game, and he ended with a career-high 42 PER, 
and this marks his second uh, honor as the round MVP already this season. The game itself, as the score shows, was uh, an one-sided game with the Greek team dominating Monaco and the two-point shooting was one of the stats that really showed that the Greeks scored 22 out of their 32 attempts while Monaco went 18 out of 48 and uh, clearly Paratinaiko's defensive ability was too much for Monaco to be able to overcome on this game. Looking ahead, we Paratinakos already has their sight in bigger goals, with the next challenge being the matchup against their former coach, the genius like Obradovic. The team is eager to prove, it, to prove themselves as a legitimate Final Four contender, and I think they want to be championship contenders. I'm certain of that, and um, they will want to conquer their fourth uh, home win. In this game, they delivered a statement win over Monaco, and with that, they rank in fourth place in the standings tied with Fenerbahce, as I already mentioned when we were recapping Fenerbahce's game before, and they are one win below Virtus and two wins below Barcelona that ranked third and second. The next game on the docket was the game between Milano and Red Star, and the visitors were able to conquer this 62-76 win, with the game MVP being Rocas Giedraitis with 27.6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals and 1 block. Red Star currently has a 9-12 and 12 record and they enter this matchup with high hopes of being able to keep their playoff dream alive. Every win will matter and will count for their aspirations. And let me tell you, they did deliver in a great fashion. Gieraitis led the charge with uh, this MVP performance, but he had help. Bolomboy was once again a force in the paint. He had 14 points and 6 rebounds, while Milos Teodosic added 9 points and 5 assists. And once again and one more time, he was the orchestrator of the Red Star offense on this game. On the other side, Milan was missing key players due to injuries, and they are really struggling to find their rhythm and to find solutions. Bortolani ended the game with 14 points, while Poitras added 12, but it really wasn't enough to counter the Red Star dominance on this matchup. Milan's issues include a poor shooting night from behind the arc, where they went 6 out of 22. The game started with Milan briefly holding a 15 to 14 lead, but Red Star quickly turned the games around, and with a powerful 0-9 run, they closed the first quarter. Red Star continue to build this momentum into the second quarter where they established an impressive 19-37 lead with Milan struggling to catch up. And after the halftime break, Milan was able to narrow down the gap 62-68 in the closing stages, but Red Star held their ground, launching a final surge to secure this uh, very well-deserved victory over Milano. Red Star, they are having a roller coaster season so far, but they did take an upward turn with this win making their third victory out of their last four games and they are building a good momentum that can be important for their aspirations this season and despite a recent setback on their game against Asvel they keep building this momentum with road wins against Fenerbahce and Milano and besides of course the always important home win 88-72 against their rivals Partizan 
Milan in this game they simply have no had no energy to be able to to compete on this matchup. What led to the team just piling up mistakes on offense and defense? Red Star aggressive, aggressive half court pressure and solid performance on the defense proved to be decisive, forcing Milano into too many mistakes, and they weren't able to come back from it. We heard from Giedraitis that the importance of this game and of this win, especially after their previous loss against Aswell, Teodosic showcased once more time his playmaking skills with many magical moments, including a dazzling no-look pass leading to a three-pointer by Davidovac. And uh, on a performance, everyone had their eyes on for this matchup. It was Shabazz Napier and how he would perform against his former team. He struggled scoring six points on a two out of ten shooting night. It's now time to go to Spain and uh, recap the game between Real Madrid and Valencia, where the game MVP was Walter Tavares with none short of impressive performance, 18 points, 90 rebounds and 2 assists and 2 block shots. In this clash between Real Madrid and Valencia, another nail-biting overtime showdown, the second one of this uh, round 21, Real Madrid emerged victorious with a final score of 96-86, maintaining their perfect home record and reinforcing their dominance at the top of the standings with a stellar 19-2 record, while Valencia faced their third consecutive close defeat, slipping to a 10-11 record. The game started with Valencia asserting their dominance, establishing a 16-28 lead early in the second quarter, but Real Madrid was able to slowly but surely punch back and gradually narrowing the gap that they had on this game and eventually they were able to take the lead but Valencia wasn't ready to give up the game and with a game-tying three-pointer from the Valencia's Jared Harper at the final buzzer of the 40 minutes forced the overtime and in the overtime despite Valencia efforts to try to stay competitive the overtime belonged to Real Madrid as they outscored Valencia 14-7 to to secure this hard-fought victory Walter Tavares, as usual, was a force in the paint for Real and he set the tone with an outstanding performance. He ended the game with 18 points and the 19 rebounds was a club record. Akonu Campazo contributed with 19 points, Lul added 16, Musa had 13 points and these were the top scorers for Real Madrid team. On the Valencia side, Brandon Nevitt led the charge with 19 points, while Chris Jones had 17 points and 6 assists. Tavares' performance, the game MVP, was particularly remarkable, where after a rough start, he came back into the game with uh, determination and uh, he achieved this new personal best, securing this club club record 90 rebounds on top of 18 points, 2 assists, 7 drone faults and 2 block shots. In a game without Vincent Poirier, Tavares' performance was crucial and despite being clearly fatigued after the, the performance shutout for Tavares, that after this game he had words for his teammate by saying that I miss my man Vince, he is injured but I hope he can be healthy quick, I miss him a lot. Real Madrid 
continues to show their strength in this edition of the EuroLeague and uh, solidifying their position as the leaders of the standings while Valencia is currently in 11th place, one win below the playing seats where they certainly aspire to be once the regular season is done. On the next game that took place in, on this round 21, FS put an emphatic end to their seven-game losing streak and they got this triumph over Virtus with an impressive 99-75 home victory and they really make sure that uh, they came into this game with the right mentality and the first half was decisive for uh, this final result but we will get to that Darius Thompson was the top performer for FS with 26 points while Elijah Bryan contributed with 21 very important points off the bench Shane Larkin added 11 and Tariq Jones secured the double-double with 10 points and 10 rebounds with this win FS has now an 80 and 13 record in the standings Polonara and Hackett gave Virtus a good start for the game with an early 6-9 lead, but FS was determined to turn the tide of their recent results and they went on a remarkable 13-2 run fueled by Thompson and Tiber Plies, propelling them to a 19-11 advantage. And by the end of the first quarter, FS was able to extend their lead to 26-15. In the second quarter, we had a spectacular display from FS with Elijah Bryant and um, Rodrigue Babois draining triples in a 10-0 run, breaking the game wide open at 36-19. The first half concluded with FS in control with a commanding 50-29 lead that was truly the tone setting for the end of this game and for the final result of this game. FS continue their dominance in the second half and they manage the game clock and that allowed them to maintain this sub substantial lead that uh, they took until the end of the game. Virtus tried to mount a comeback led by Marco Bellinelli, but uh, they only managed to narrow the gap momentarily with FS entering the final quarter with a comfortable 73-54 lead. Thompson and Bryant ensured that FS sealed this victory early in the fourth quarter, leaving no room for a virtuous comeback. FS was dominant during the whole game and in the first half they were out-rebounding Virtus 19-13, not allowing any offensive rebounds by the Italian team in a great show of their defensive effort. And this was a game where FS just came ready to play and they, they just really needed this win. The first half also highlighted FS' ability to disrupt, creating turnovers and keep capitalizing on them. They finished this dominant first half that set the tone for the whole game with eight steals and one turnover. And uh, this was a game, once again, that uh, that um, FS really needed to win. They currently rank in 15th place in the standings. They are tied with Bayern Munich for 14 with uh, the eight wins and 13 losses that they have. They are at the moment three wins behind the... Um, the playing positions that they aspire to have. And they are playing a good brand of basketball. They have some close, tough losses despite the absence of Will Clyburn. This is a team that we believe that can grow for the rest of the season and can fight to be in this playing mix. And they certainly can be a very competitive team in the postseason if they are able to reach it. They, are, they have a considerable margin to recover and uh, they certainly won't have an easy task to do so. We know how competitive the EuroLeague is and how hard it is to recover from this, um, this disadvantages as currently FS has. They have some teams to leap 
that are also on this fight and uh, so they have a tough challenge ahead but they certainly are playing a good brand of basketball and they were able to add pieces that really make sense and are showing to have the ability to impact the game into what FS wants to do. Virtus on the other hand with this loss is now third with 14 wins and 7 losses they are one game behind Barcelona in second and one game ahead of Paratinaikos. They have been Nothing short of impressive. We know that Toko Shangeli will be missing the team's next game. He's very important for, for what Virtus does. So the team will need to find solutions to be able to bounce back from this win. So they are able to continue on this fight for home court advantage in the, the first round of the playoffs. That's, that's something that certainly would help them considerably. At home, Virtus is at the moment has 9 wins and 1 loss. While at the road they are 5 and 6 and having that home court advantage will, will be very important for Virtus chances once it comes to playoff time. And speaking of teams with their eyes on the playoffs, the next game we will be recapping had face-to-face Partizan and Maccabi in a game with an historic outcome. In a thrilling turnaround, Partizan had an historic comeback overcoming a 24-point deficit to secure the 88-79 victory against Maccabi. Maccabi came into this game playing at an impressive pace, leading to a 0-16 lead and uh, extending it to 13-37 early in the second quarter. Partizan looked to be in trouble, but uh, we were about to witness an impressive display of resilience by the Serbian team with the home team staging a comeback for the ages. This remarkable turnaround not only marked Partizan's most significant comeback since 2007, but also stood as the fourth largest comeback victory in the EuroLeague history. The key ingredients for this historical rally by Partizan were the outstanding defensive performance after the poor start to the game and of course the unwavering support from the fan base propelling them to this win and uh, we heard from the head coach Lajko Bradovic praising his team uh, by their defensive energy after the the slow start and particularly in the third quarter and expressed his gratitude for the incredible impact that the fans had on this game. Maccabi's initial strategy was reliant on quick ball transitions and on open looks and it worked effectively in the first half allowing them to establish a 36-52 to 52 lead at halftime but Partizan, they were tenacious in their defense in the second half they were able to dominate in the paint and in the paint and that was crucial and caused pain to Maccabi especially in the second half and that's how they turned this game around the hosts outrebound Maccabi 44-32 to with uh, Smalagic, Ladei, Kaboklu having a big impact on this game. Partizan aggressive second half and the way that they pressure in the, the half court, it disrupted Maccabi's rhythm and it forced them to go into a 0 of 16 shooting from the three-point range in the second half. And uh, this defense combined with remarkable rebounding performance by Partizan paved the way to this Partizan stunning comeback with uh, Dogier emerging as the game top performer. He contributed with 23 points and 7 rebounds, while Nanali played an important role with 20 points before he was ejected from this game. And for Maccabi, Wade Baldwin was the top uh, scorer with uh, 19 points. 
After this game, Maccabi 6th in the standings with 12 wins and 9 losses. They hold to the last place of the playoffs. They are one win ahead of a group of four teams that are tied from 7 to 10. Olympiacos, Monaco, Partizan that has a record of 11 wins and 10 losses and Basconia. And this just shows how important this comeback was for Partizan to keep their playoff aspirations alive and get them one win closer to to that goal and this is a team that aspires to be once again in the playoffs of the EuroLeague and to compete to be on the final four of this edition. Another two teams that have aspirations for the, this edition of the EuroLeague and would want to be on the fight as well for the final four and certainly to be on the playoffs are Basconi and Olympiacos. They are the next two teams that took the floor and Basconi playing at home in Vitoria was able to conquer the 11-point win over Olympiacos 80-69. This was a game where once again Marcus Howard continued his good offensive campaign on this edition of the EuroLeague. He ends the game with 21 points in 22 minutes, shooting 5 out of 9 from the three-point line and he ends the game with a plus-minus of plus 12 but the game MVP was his teammate Chima Moneke that ends this game with 13 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal and 1 block ending the game with a PER 26 and a plus-minus of plus 13 and he was once again and he, the energy that he brings into the game was once again very important for Basconi to win this game and we can see that in the numbers of the game and how Basconi energy and their ability to disrupt the game was important despite being out-rebounded by Olympiacos with 38 rebounds by the visitors against 26 by the home team Basconi turned over the ball only nine times and that was extremely important while they were able to cover to steal uh, the ball 10 times from um, Olympiacos. Olympiacos had 17 turnovers against uh, only 9 by Basconia and that was clearly one of the most important factors that allowed Basconia to, despite being out-rebounded and losing the second chance points 9-3 to three on this game, they were able to find ways to be disruptive and after a slow start where they were losing after the first quarter 14-17 to 17, they were able to bounce back and heading into halftime they were in the lead 33-32 to 32, and in the second half, Pasconi was the dominant team and was the best team on the floor. They outscored Olympiacos in the second half, 47-37, to 37, and that's the way that they were able to build this 11-point win that they achieved the end of this game and allow them to conquer this victory. In the standings, and looking at the standings right now, Pasconi, as I had mentioned before, they are tied with Partizan, Monaco and Olympiacos from 7 to 10 places. They are holding by one win the playing positions with 11 wins and 10 losses. And this is a very, very important home win for Basconia to be able to stay on this fight against a direct rival that Olympiacos is. The two teams that took the court for the next game that we will be recapping and it's the, the one before last in this episode recapping all the games from round 21 were Barcelona that currently second in the standings with 15 wins and 6 losses and Jalgiris that is 16th in the standings with 7 wins and 14 losses. Jalgiris has been struggling and this is as we previewed a very hard matchup for the Lithuanian team that weren't able to overcome Barcelona on this game. Barcelona started the game in a dominant fashion after the first quarter they were in the lead 26 to 12 but uh, Zalgiris was able to answer with the 25-18 um, second quarter heading to the halftime down by 7 points. The game MVP was Ario Brijuela with 24 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists and shooting 3 out of 6 from the 3-point line. 
and he ends the game with a plus minus of plus 30 and uh, this was a game where he was a starter and he performed at a very very good level Barcelona was just too dominant for the Lithuanian team that uh, didn't have the arguments to be able to be competitive against this Barcelona team Barcelona shot 45.5% from behind the arc while Zalgiris shot only 9 out of 28 and we know in the, these games where the, the Zalgiris team is mismatched, they do need the three-point shot to be falling for them to have a competitive shot to, to beat these uh, top opponents. And in this night, in this game against Barcelona, they weren't able to do so. As we have already looked at the standings for these two teams, let's look at the last game that took place on the, this round 21. And it was a blowout road win for Alba against Asvel in the fight for the, the last place of the standings. Alba is now 17th. They were able to leapfrog Asvel. Both teams are tied with uh, four wins and 70 losses. Alba has the advantage in the head-to-head matchups with uh, Asphalt. This wasn't a particularly well-played game, especially on the Asphalt end, as the the, bulk, as the score shows that they only were able to score 63 points against Alba. That's a very underwhelming performance. They started the game at a good pace. They, scored, they were leading after the first quarter with 20 points against 19 from Alba. But they just had... A meltdown they weren't able to keep up Alba was able to continue to score at a good clip they scored more than 20 points in the second third and fourth quarter and uh, Asphalt after scoring 17 points in the second quarter they were able to score only 13 in both the third and also 13 in the fourth quarter it was a very very well, underwhelming performance by an Asphalt that shot only 9.5% from behind the arc shot went 2 out of 21 and uh, while Alba was able to, to have a better performance, they went 8 out of 22. Alba out-rebounded as well, 46 to 31. And that was just too much for, for Asphalt to even have a chance to, to stay in this game. With uh, Alba having 20 against 9 second chance points. And also Alba going 21 points against 12 points of turnovers and all of this was summing up for a dominant victory a blowout victory by Alba on the road against Asphalt and allowing the team from Berlin to run away from the last place on the standings this takes us to the end of this European Hoops podcast episode. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for our preview of the round uh, 22 for the first day of the round 22. Our preview will include our leans and picks. That's how we will be doing those episodes moving forward. And uh, then on the day after, we will have a recap of the first day of the competition and then um, a preview of the second day of this uh, round 22. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, share the podcast with a friend, and as always, I'll be talking to you guys soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.